What you're about to hear is a real investigation involving actual people who think they have an insolvable situation. Until they find Trustdale, in the next few minutes, you'll go behind the scenes as veteran consumer investigator Dale Cardwell and his team get to the bottom and solve a problem that could happen to you. This is Dale Cardwell Investigates. Are you one of the 146 million Americans that have been impacted by the Equifax hack? Whether you know it or not, it's likely you are. Why? Well, there are 320 million Americans and roughly 130 million households. Isn't 146 million a convenient number? Isn't that a much less alarming way of saying every American family is likely impacted rather than to say all 320 million Americans are likely impacted? My guess is Equifax put some thought into coming up with that number. It's too bad they didn't put some thought into protecting your personal information. Here's retired Equifax CEO Richard Smith explaining how it happened. We know now that this criminal attack was made possible because a combination of human error and technological error. The human error involved the failure to apply a software patch or a dispute portal in March Finding of solutions to your unsolvable problems. This has been Dale Cardwell Investigates, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. failed to detect that vulnerability on that particular portal. Don't get stuck on the side of the you road notice, because uh, Mr. Smith did not mention that the first detection happened in you March can trust and Express they actually started taking action in July and did not let you or I know about it into any of until the August. Uh, Marnie Zambria, our senior producer, I liken it to being a contractor who builds houses all over town but lives in the shabbiest house on the block. Well, to be fair, I w watched the hearings, and they did say they wanted to make sure that they had the entire scope of it before they let the public know about it. But as you and I know, that is uh, code for let's get our game on before we roll it out and ruin everybody's life. It's a little scary to me that Equifax is having to be given a heads up by the Department of Homeland Security that they perhaps had been breached until Richard Smith testified the first week of October. And even to this day, Equifax has refused media requests for interviews. Folks, when something this egregious happens and the responsible party is so intent on avoiding questions, it becomes the responsibility of journalists to not take no comment for an answer. Here's what happened when we showed up at Equifax's front door and demanded they answer our questions. I want to know what of my personal information has been compromised. Is it my social security number? Is it my date of birth? Is it possibly my home address? Could it be any of that personal information that I deserve to have answers to? Well, this is Equifax's front door, so we're simply going to walk out on their front door and we're going to find out why they're not talking. Hi, how are you? It's private property. property. You guys can't be on the yeah, property. Yeah, so I'm just going to have to outside on the too. sidewalks, though. Okay, yes. well, we sent an email okay. to Equifax, and we requested an interview. Well, I want to so right know... Right now, sir, right now, I'm just going to have to ask you to just um, vacate the premises, and you could be anywhere you'd like to um, on the sidewalk. That's not a problem, but this is private property. Can you tell me why you guys won't answer the question? What are the odds that I could be harmed by this information that's been released? Released. So, Marnie, uh, I can let you know right now, that was not Richard Smith escorting me off the property. 
those were two young ladies that had been hired uh, to put a smiley face on escorting anyone away from the front door who was asking tough questions. It was a smart move by Equifax, quite honestly. It was actually the first thing that I had seen them do that 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 seemed to be smart. Uh, have some young ladies that who in the world could be pounding on them uh, if they're simply just smiling and saying you need to leave the property. Well, it's not really important when you're hearing this podcast because I continue to find out people who I think of as very savvy consumers have taken no action at all to protect themselves. And the reason is pretty simple. They don't know what to do and they don't know if doing anything will do any good. Marnie, do you know anyone like that? Yes, I do. Although you've been ranting about it for the last three weeks, I have yet to do anything to secure my credit rating. Okay, I don't mean to beat you up, but isn't it because A, either you don't know what to do, or B, you don't really trust the paths that have been recommended because you don't know who to trust? You know, right after it happened, I went online to the Equifax site and put in my, you know, last eight digits of my social security number or whatever, and they said, of course, that I had been hacked. And just that experience when I found out you could put any numbers in there and they said you would be hacked, I was wary, so I didn't go any further. Okay, so we actually went out and found a friend of a show. John Alzheimer is a credit expert. He's a credit reporting expert. He knows what's in your credit file. Been on the show many times. Here's what he has to say about what has likely been compromised. It's referred to as PII, personal identification information, and more specifically, it appears that the information that has been exposed includes your driver's license number, your name, your address, your date of birth, and your social security number, which is, as you can imagine, very problematic because everything that I just mentioned is exactly what you need to apply for credit in someone's name. But Marnie, having this information isn't the holy grail unless the holy grail is achieved when the crooks, as John says, gets your social security number. Why is that such a big deal, John? The missing piece in this whole equation is the social security number. It is not easy to find out somebody's social, and so when you can, as a thief, backfill kind of easily acquired information with the social, and then you really have what I call the kind of the crown jewels of personal information that can be used to wreak havoc on somebody. So how does that wreak havoc on someone? Well, Marnie, I did a little bit of research, and it turns out if someone has stolen your credit card, if you're at a restaurant or if they are uh, setting up a scam at a gas station where you put your gas card into the slot and they get that number, well, if they have your home address, that number becomes five times more valuable to the con man. If that con man has your home address and your birthday, it becomes 10 times more valuable. If that con man has your birthday, your home address, and your social security number, all of a sudden it's 30 times more variable, valuable to that thief. If they have your birthday, your social security address, your home address, and your phone number, guess what? It's four times more valuable to the crook. So here are the three things you need to do today, Marnie, and why. Number one, you need to freeze your credit. Why do you need to freeze your credit? Because it stops access of anyone applying for credit in your name. And it's not difficult to freeze your credit. It's just time-consuming. You have to contact all three major credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. It's going to cost you $3 in Georgia to freeze your credit report and to unfreeze your credit report. Equifax is now offering that for free, but we understand that their phone lines are jammed, their website is jammed. It's very difficult to do that. Number two, create fraud alert tracking on your personal accounts. How do you do that? Really easy. 
Go to creditkarma.com. That's credit and then karma with a K, K-R-M-A dot com, and follow the easy step-by-step directions on how to do that. Number three, this is a great tip from John Alzheimer. Choose the opt-out option on current and future credit card offers. You know, Marnie, when you go home and you get that umpteenth credit card offer in the mail? Yes. You remember the little the little thing at the bottom that says you can opt out of these offers? All you have to do is follow the directions to opt out from those offers, and they have to stop sending you those notices. If you want them to start up again, it's up to you. But in the meantime, get out of the opt-out. Um, what is the opt-out? Here again is John Alzheimer. Opting out is absolutely free. Opting out, which is actually a, a definition, is actually a defined term in the Fair Credit Reporting Act, is you are telling the credit reporting agencies that you do not want them to sell your information to any third parties as part of the pre-screening or prospecting process. Got it. This is almost like the do not call list for your but for your credit report. Okay, but Marnie, here's the most disturbing portion of this entire story. Back in 2013, Equifax CEO Richard Smith was quoted as saying, quote, fraud is a huge opportunity for us. It's a massive growing business. He couldn't have been more right. So here's sound of Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren grilling Richard Smith about that very thing. From 2013 until today, Equifax has disclosed at least four separate hacks in which it compromised sensitive personal data. In those four years, has Equifax's profit gone up? Mr. Smith? Yes, Senator. Yes, it has gone up, right? In fact, it's gone up by more than 80% over that time. You know, here's how I see this, Mr. Chairman. Equifax did a terrible job of protecting our data because they didn't have a reason to care to protect our data. The incentives in this industry are completely out of whack. Because of this breach, consumers will spend the rest of their lives worrying about identity theft. But Equifax will be just fine. Heck, it could actually come out ahead. Smith actually acknowledged under oath that Equifax could make giant amounts of money off of their mistake. Marty, that's un- unthinkable. It, it really kind of makes me sick to my stomach. The more I think about it, well, the faster I want to go and get on creditkarma.com. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but one could imagine that this could have been intentional to create a giant new market for Equifax to fix something that they were responsible for breaking. Here's my thought. Congress should prohibit Equifax from earning a profit from repairing the damage that they've created. Smith's appearance before Congress did accomplish one positive initiative – Beginning in January of 2018, Equifax will begin offering you the ability to freeze and unfreeze your credit for free anytime you want to. Here's Smith explaining that opportunity. We developed a new service available on January 31st, 2018, that will give all consumers the power to control access to their credit data by allowing them to lock and unlock their credit files when they want, and they can do that for free, for life. Putting the power to control access to credit data in the hands of the American consumer is a step forward. But here's the $64,000 question. Do you trust that that will ever happen? No. Okay, so let me finish this up by giving you an analogy of what we're facing. Everybody's familiar with a tidal wave. 
Well, you know that in tidal waves, the uh, seashore recedes as you're standing in the bay. The water goes out, and that's a clue to everyone that something big is about to happen. We're currently, Marnie, in the position of standing in the bay, and the water has receded. And we do not know how large the wave is when it finally crashes onto the shore. There are a couple of variables we have to watch. Number one, the sophistication levels of the thieves. Do they know what they're doing? Are they really good at hacking? And B, are they really good at taking advantage of what they've hacked? We hope that it's the former, not the latter. If they're good at hacking but not good at exploiting the information, then it won't be a gigantic tidal wave. I've heard experts say that if it impacts anywhere from 50,000 to 150,000 Americans, then it's going to be a blip on the radar. However, if the hackers are not only good at hacking, but they can create algorithms that impact tens of millions of Americans. They say if it affects 10 to 20 million Americans, 50 million Americans where, where fraud is rampant, that it's going to shake our economy. It's going to scare people. People are going to stop applying for credit, and credit organizations are going to stop giving credit. Folks, I don't mean to scare you, but that could be a catastrophe. Food for Thought. Marty, thank you for joining us. Thank you. If you have comments about today's show, please post them at our Facebook page, Trustdale. We'll see you next time. Finding solutions to your unsolvable problems. This has been Dale Cardwell Investigates. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. Don't get stuck on the side of the road because you think regular maintenance is inconvenient or too expensive. You can trust Haviland Express Lube to keep your car running with their fast, honest, and competitively priced oil changes. Pull into any of the Haviland Express Lube's metro locations. For most cars, it's just $19.99 plus tax and nominal shop fees. That's Haviland Express Lube.